All right. This is the moment of truth, Ken. Are you ready? Yes, yes, I'm ready. Okay. Let's go, buddy. Okay, we're live in five, four, three. Showtime. Yes, yes, y'all. You know what time it is. It's time for Sports Edge. And here's your host, TC and Jake. Hello, hello. What's up? Nothing much. Got it rolling. Had computer issues. Always a value to the listener to hear about what the casters were doing in the five minutes before they hit record. I think it's pretty much assumed. So unless you and I were just pounding each other out, people probably don't want to know. But when that happens, we'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I don't think I hit record on the camera. I'm going to go do that. Okay, you can go do that. Yeah, just keep casting. Just keep cast, cast away. The media. That's what you think is bullshit? These unsubstantiated reports. Uh-huh. I got like 10 people this morning sending me tweets. A tweet just said, Taco Bell's bringing the Mexican pizza back. And we don't have confirmation. I just assumed I could trust my friends that said that. It's just some broad. There was nothing behind it. There was no link. I checked the replies and she's like, oh, I know someone on the inside. And then I saw this, you know, I see a Forbes tweet about Taco Bell and I'm like, oh, this is the the confirmation, you know, the, the double source I'm looking for. And it's cut some... to the chase. Can I trust it? Do you think it's true? Well, In here's January, the thing. In January, can I eat one? So Forbes, I assume they're going to get to the bottom of this, and instead, no. It's some bullshit about minimum wage. Yeah, the... <laughs> that doesn't affect me. <laughs> and here's the other cool thing about this story. Taco Bell is uh, announcing their intentions to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2024. What the fuck? <laughs> At which point... It will probably no longer be considered a livable wage. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff is like, do, do be like that. Like uh, California, I think that they have it by now, maybe, if not soon. But they they announced the $15 minimum wage years ago. And it was slowly in some areas. Okay, then why would I expect on a month's notice, less than a month, them to be able to turn around and get the, the Mexi pizza back in pro? Well, presumably they've been working on that. Since when? Since they canceled it? That was only like a year ago. I mean, they it's probably the worst year got of my all life. this stuff in Worst the year of my fucking life. You got any info over there? Uh, as of this year, it's uh, $14 an hour I don't for care about that. You know that's not what I asked about. <laughs> I thought, you, I thought you were chasing down some leads for me. Uh, no, all I have is a text message from Josh promising that it will be back. And maybe he's wrong about that, but if he is, it's his ass. I mean, I'm lost, dude. Yeah, look. It's a text. I got a text from Josh. Nah, man. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he never see, does. He, he didn't give you any confirmation either. Yeah, no, he just... Well, I'm, but he said it declaratively. Yeah. Like he just said, Mexican pizza returns to Taco Bell in January, exclamation point, exclamation point. Would you send your friend a text message that said, your kids are dead? Exclamation point, exclamation point. And you'd be like, well, how do you know? And you're like, I don't, no one told me that. I'm just, I'm assuming. I saw it on Twitter. Don't play with someone's emotions like that, you know? You're right. Because I'm right. I'm lost when I go now. 
Uh, the fried chicken taco is great. I don't chicken sandwich taco. Yeah, I mean it looks appetizing in the commercials, but I'm not. I, I mean I'm a I'm a. It's very simple. It's just they. It's the best thing about it. They didn't just roll out the regular tortilla. They didn't just throw around some oh, shit they could do in it the It looks back like a bon mi bun or something like a like a dumpling bun or it's it's soft, fluffy. Yeah, substantial. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I just can't get down like that when I'm going to the good. bell. When I go to the bell, I want that bell flavor. I need beans, cheese, sauce. I mean, the, well, the, Diablo, baby. They've got the cheese on there, and you could put a little hot sauce on it if you wanted to. I bet that'd be pretty good. I basically try to get as close to recreating. It tastes like Taco Bell cheese. The Mexican pizza as I can, mm -hmm. and it. I don't know. And uh, you could get them to do it. Me. They got the stuff back there. Man, I know. My dad told me that when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. He's like. Uh, we used to like go inside and eat at Taco Bell. It seems beaten in retrospect. Not Taco Bell. I mean, I'm a huge fan just anywhere. Yeah. I just don't do that now. Um, I kind of, I miss it a little bit. It sounds nice. Yeah, I don't because I like being in my car or at home. But, but to me, all that, it's good because of the convenience because we have this fast-paced life. I dream of a life where I'm like. It's so relaxing. Yeah, just you can go just go sit inside. See, Yeah post up at a, at a chicken spot i got time my dad's like man he's just, just looking longingly behind the counter and he's like i used to have a friend that worked at this location when we were in college he's like they can make anything back there wow <laughs> he was just kind of a far away look like the one time he was allowed to come up with his own concoctions behind the counter that sounds great and that's why you don't get minimum wage Rates, yeah because you've got that privilege that certainly translates into no i'd like it if they got minimum wage well they are you just like it to be higher yeah and that's your priority mine is the mexican pizza mm -hmm. anyway so you were telling me before we uh started when you were dicking around with the computer that uh much like i used to watch fox news when i was like in my 20s oh yeah you want to talk about this well sure. it's not really a topic i was kind of half joking in the whenever i, I say down, something though. that i know you won't think is interesting i'll say we can save this for the cast if you want okay well i didn't pick up on that <laughs> cc said he used to uh like in his 20s watch uh not Di 20 disney channel prior to the moment that i was sent away i i know what i was doing whenever they tapped me on the shoulder and said we have some friends for you to meet it was playing tony hawk three uh, but if the PlayStation had been broken for some reason and I decided to watch television instead, it most assuredly would have been the Disney Channel. It was it was a three-level bit that I was working on. It doesn't make sense now because I have a very hazy idea of what is supposed to be kids programming. Yeah. Like I'm and you like just weren't like, that old. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, he's a child of some kind. He can't drive, so child uh and he's watching children's programming but back then you understood what was for who like you wouldn't think that uh i would have been watching barney you know i the thing i barney is always kind of the first time i remember it because i can clearly recall kids at recess at elementary school being like that barney shit fucking for pussies yeah and i'm like you're hard to whom like we're, we're yeah. in fucking elementary we're, we're on the playground right now like the the prototypical like thing that childish people do we're doing that and you're using that time to be like uh -uh, leg up which uh i've noticed 
And I mean, this is even a more pure distillation of it, but I think I've talked about this with you. But uh, the human thirst for nostalgia is stunning whenever you watch it in a two-year-old. I swear to God, dude, she sits and pines for the good old days of being one. Yeah. She's always doing like the, all right, I'm baby goo goo, you're the mama. Or she'll switch. She'll tell you to be baby goo goo. Yeah. And she'll be the mama. Back when things were simpler. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> That's incredible. It's at the second that you were able to recall a time before now, you're it was like, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish we could go to then. It was better. Which makes sense. I do wish we could go to that. Like, time is terrible. The passing of it is fucking awfully violent and painful. I, I think that is true. Um, I know it's true. But uh, so whenever, whenever you're a kid, you do have a keener sense of the stratification of, like, who, what this media is for. And I knew this was for far simpler minds than mine. And that was what was appealing to me. I was very, uh, I don't know, you know, real melancholy at that age. Yeah. And I think. there was, I, I would just, I would go on for hours to very bored audiences about how the, uh, the simple themes just kind of made life understandable oh, to me. What a beating you must have been. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, not must have. I mean, I know a small taste of it. But that's a. I mean, whatever, dude. Uh, I mean, know. look, I can't really talk. Were in Fuego's songs about anything different than that? Nah. I mean, they made us start wearing IDs at school. You know, so we had a big beef with that. That was <laughs> you but, wrote. You wrote a song about that. Oh yeah, but it was like an attempt at. You know, it was more than it was about more than the idea of uh, the ID. You know, it was the Freedom idea of the ID. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and then you know, there's the fact that it was pretty clear that they were making us wear them in case like they needed to identify our bodies. Uh huh. So that was a little bit dark. So that that uh, that played. Um, but I mean, dude, I was a guy who was listening to Prager every day for like three years. Sometimes I've met Dennis I, Prager. Oh yeah. What? I've told you that. I don't We've know. I've talked about I'm... this like a ton, dude. Like back when uh, when I was like at UTA, uh, really when I was in high school, like when I was a senior in high school and then even like my f – dude, honestly, and I, I feel bad about this. I've never really told Bob and Dan this. But when I was interning for the hard line, uh, when I was driving for my job a lot during that time, I was straight Prager, Medved, Dennis Miller, Rush, Hannity – Laura Ingram, Ann Coulter. Like, I did not listen to the ticket for like a solid two years. And I'd already kind of started listening. That's why I asked Danny about an internship. But during the day, I wanted that shit straight in my veins. It was so good. I just, I don't know. I loved it. I loved everything about it. A lot of them were back in the news, it seems. You hear about this coup? Uh, what the yeah. fuck happened there? I, you know, it seems I'm, like these fellas tried to overthrow the government of the United States of America. I have seen this point made often, and I strongly agree with it. I, I don't, I, I'm so thoroughly confused. I mean, like, on the one hand, I understand all of what's going on. I get, I'm gonna vape. It's like, uh, I only have a few days of work left. It's very Jason Kidd, JFK esque. I, I know who did it, but I just can't figure out why. Uh, of like, we all know. All of this. No, no. Those parts were surprising to me because I imagine that those people have built their programming 
for like the last 11 months not thinking those text messages were going to be made public. I mean, they built it that day thinking those text messages were not going to be public. Yeah, exactly. But they haven't backed off of it, you know. So now, you know, DJ TJ is getting fucking aired out a little bit. Like that he was texting his dad or Mark Meadows like, hey, you got to. There was stuff that day. Not not necessarily like the details are stunning. But I there was stuff that day where like those people, their instinct was this is all going to go really bad for all of us. Right. Like partly my dad, but also more importantly, me. Yeah. And I don't remember like specifics, but I, I remember there was a lot of. You're right about that. A sense that this is getting away from us and we want to be clear. He's doing that. That lasted it, about three weeks. Less than that. You're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah by, you're right. You know, by that evening, some people were like fucking Antifa. A couple guys just. But no, there there was there was some, the, the verbal equivalent of the uh, NFL player trying to show that he was not holding. Yeah. By getting his hands above his shoulders, open palm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess I should have put, you know, it's, it's still funny to see it out in the open. It's like, just it's it's everyone going through the same kind of general feeling that I think we experience on this podcast a lot, somewhat captured by so they got away with that, huh? Of like once something that's clearly I don't like just something happens big that you can't square and then you just got to live with the fact that happened and you're like this is a big thing. Someone should make that go unhappen. Yeah. We should make it so it didn't happen. It shouldn't have happened. And but you can't do that, so you just kind of write a story about some text messages, and everyone they're like, "Did you guys hear about this? They tried to overthrow the government." <laughs> yeah, but our top story tonight: um, this this tennis star is missing. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with that? You work at a sports station. Everything's fine. They, China said. It's all up and up. I know, I know none of the details. Yeah, and I got to tell you, this is a very offensive take. So, you know. Maybe, she deserved it? Maybe we delete all this All women later. deserve it. No, no. Uh, all I mean, tennis players I mean, I'm it. just going to put it to you in the softest terms I can, okay? <laughs> very brave what she did. But I would not have done that is what I'm saying. This change has got to start somewhere. I know, and I'm not that person. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I you talking about China? You live here. Like, you can't do this. Twitter? You, you go after you. Don't. Hey, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, but I'm sure that the. She disappeared like a day later. Listen. Like, I told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you exactly what was going to happen. This is not the same situation and I think that if you keep betting that China will continue to be repressive, you're probably going to make a lot of money on that. But just to present a counterargument, just to introduce the world of possibilities here, how many people said, don't say anything about Harvey Weinstein, it'll ruin your career? Oh, there's no doubt. And how many were right for so long yeah. until one of them, they were, the person who said in their heart, no, I can do it. I can bring them down. They were correct. You're definitely right. And that's why I'm not that person. Uh, I'm not built for that, but I mean, you're kind of going up against the state of like two and a half billion people with like an army of like millions and millions and millions. I don't know. Just seem you're going to fact check me on that. I haven't checked that China's population in a while. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I'm, I'm about to Google uh, 
China army to see whether or not they have one. No, I trust you, dude. Oh, I, uh, I thought you meant I, on the Chinese population. I had a uh, What's another the population in China now story that was somewhat related that I wanted to make sure I got the details on. Uh, what are they correct. at? Chinese population, one point four billion. That was way off. Yeah, that's a lot of numbers all in a string there. So you know how a minute ago you were talking about. Uh, you know, time going by and how uncomfortable that is and it's awful. Mm -hmm. I was very, very pleased to see that the Pew Research Center released this survey this morning. And the group of Americans that are now referred to as nuns, N-O-N-E-S, atheists, agnostic, nothings, mm -hmm. climbing. You're cheering for that? Fuck yeah, dude! I told you, you about think this. Then they'll be good. No, I'm just saying, like it's be going to at some point in my life. Like if my kid decides to have the same beliefs I do, which are none when it comes to spirituality, they won't have to feel awkward every single time they say this to somebody that you know that they meet their family or something. Like that's what's always been very funny to me about. You like, think the, that's true? I've lived it my whole fucking life. No, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. I, what I'm saying is that. Do you uh, think it'll happen in my life? The utopia life? you're dreaming for is never coming because it doesn't exist. Like every single per, like you know, the dominant religion is Christianity, but like there's still times whenever like some like you hear how often Christians say that they feel persecuted. I know, which is there's always times been... where they don't feel like they can be honest about their religion. I believe them in that because I think that it's that what I'm saying is it is true for everyone. There is a situation you are always going to walk into. And like you're right on the margins, like the more the people like the less your kid will have to. But, you know. Um, your kid will be around me, so I'm going to expose them to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They'll know to stay as far away from you as possible <laughs> when it comes to those things. You know, we're, look, it's a slow burn, but we're getting there. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's obviously always been funny to me when I hear people like who are pretty religious, particularly Christians, who are like, uh, you know, minority, persecuted, this America, Americans... Yeah, the culture is just out of control. It's you know? based on a real on feeling, TV. though. No, you, most like it's, yeah, it's based on a real feeling, but it's not based on fact. Well, no, dude, it is based like it's. Well, I mean, like it's based on the facts of their lives that they have times whenever they are whenever they're not free to express their beliefs in a social situation, like just the same but, way you're talking about. They experience that at some point. They're around people like you, and they're like, I can't, you know. So not I don't mean saying around people like you is more adversarial than I and I don't want to make this an argument. I want to make this a well, share. Well, I haven't met any of those people because most of the people I know that are religious. Well, because they're they're they they're keeping it like in. They gotta hide it. Yeah, there's I don't know. There's just something about like I know there's definitely stuff that Bob would have said. There's there's things that Bob likes, you know, bands that he likes, movies that he likes that you and I have no idea because he senses correctly it's a little bit different when we you're, can't handle but it. it's a little bit different when you put it in the context of an entertainment medium that is you know what i mean like that where you're widely consumed i'm talking about being in like a friend or girlfriend or boyfriend's home and knowing i can't speak up here you know because you people uh as a part of the central part of your belief system believe i'm going to hell Mm -hmm. Like that's literally the one thing you have to believe to be a part of your religion. Yeah, but and I am construct going to a religion without that, huh? I mean, there's plenty that don't believe that. Is that true? Yeah. Where they're just like, hey, uh, it doesn't matter at all if you think that we're right about this stuff. There's no stakes. I think. Well, it's, then why would I listen to you? I think it's really more because you're buying into the 
instruction in the way of life, right? That's not all of them. I don't know, man. Buddhism, like Hinduism, do they have a believe in our savior or you're going to hell thing? If they do, I was unaware of that. I don't know. I mean, I think that they're like a reincarnation maybe. Yeah, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, Everyone who doesn't believe this is 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 suffering. There's no damnation. religions that are indifferent about whether or not you agree with them. The enforcement mechanisms may vary, but well, I mean, I would say taking the most exclusionary stance possible of you're going to burn for the rest of your life if you don't believe us should be differentiated. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, you know, I'd like to speak to the guy who did. Uh, See what he's. I'm telling you, <laughs> Nancy Reagan, huh? <laughs> uh what no. do people think what i mean dude about whether or not she could suck dick she probably couldn't well i mean dude the funniest the funniest tweet i saw about this before like 1995 no one did that's not true dude uh what's her name nicole brown was waking up random people in brentwood just by sucking them off the brentwood hello <laughs> that's correct yeah and plus i've seen like those hieroglyphics See, I this would love age to, old. Uh, did, uh, can I find this on the fly? What are the blowjob rates? Because blowjob rates? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just what percentage of women had given a blowjob in their life? Because you are on the hand, obvi- on one hand, obviously correct. Like in the, uh, you know, uh, freedom, uh, the summer of love. I almost said the freedom summer, which is a different thing. Uh, the summer of love, you know, like were people giving blowjobs to each other? Most likely, yes. But I think that it used to be a far larger share of the population was composed of women who saw themselves as that something that they are never going to do, not even once. Whereas I would say most people now are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think I both agree and disagree because it's a matter of the percentage. Because again, dude, if you read about, and like I'm not some, I'm far from a scholar here, but if you read about like, Blowjobs serve ancient Greece or Rome, or you look at like the, the drawings they had. They had porno, and a lot of times it involved people putting their their genitalia. As in. long as we've had mouths and dicks, people have probably figured it That's out. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I agree with you. But as far as in Nancy Reagan's lifetime, was that the kind of thing where a large set of women were like, yeah, you know, you could do that or you could fucking have sex for money. It's all the same thing and it's not got anything to do with me. Like you would agree that like like that's a, I think the sex for money thing is a good example. Like most people, most women we know have never uh, worked as hookers. Right. Whereas I, I think a similar percentage, uh, yeah, but like some women obviously do work as hookers. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and I, I think it used to be like a, a similar taboo to uh to to you know just like right, I maybe, just don't do that. But she was out in Hollywood though. You know? Like she was a leading or she was how do you think she nabbed like one of the leading I don't know anything about her. Was she She was an actress. She was an actress? Yeah. Oh, okay. She was in a movie with Ronald Reagan when she was like late thirties. Is that how they met? I think so. Fuck yeah, her. she retired right after they got married, but they they met in Hollywood in like the late fifties, early sixties. Come on, blowjob survey over time. There's this is not going to give you. 
I would have rather you figured the Mexican pizza thing out because this is not this is gonna be a fruitless endeavor. Nobody's because um, that's the problem is people aren't honest in those things. No, the first thing I've got is a clear answer. I just need to find the year on this. Anyways, my point is anybody being shocked that she was able to nab like that era's basically Brad Pitt. What do you think she was doing? Mishy only? No chance. No chance. But the funniest tweet about it I saw was, uh, I think it was like, uh, you know, someone said, like, would Nancy Reagan be able to compete in, in today's environment? No chance. And somebody quote tweeted it and was like, no chance. It would be like dropping, I think they said either Pistol Pete or Bob Cousy in today's NBA. They'd have a couple goofy moves that would be interesting, <laughs> but mostly unplayable. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. love to see the goofy moves. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's interesting, but not really not up to par. <laughs> just like the shit now is just so fluid. Yeah. It's just athletic. Yeah, I think Danny Bayless laid this all out for us once upon a time in an earlier episode. His, but even, even when he was talking then uh the the blowjobs that they have in pornos now are are a le a clear level up from the ones that he was talking about like you know we yeah. all know we were I, I feel like i've constantly got a real good handle on what's going on finger on the pulse <laughs> yes um and uh yeah uh, the, the, in my lifetime there's been several level ups yeah I mean, you know, much as we've seen in the NBA. Yeah. Or like technology, you know, like it's like the quick, what's the wait, but why? It's like the wait, but why article for sex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like sex in the 1850s, not that different from the 1650s. You know what I mean? In 1994. Oh, he's got to study, folks. So I, the year I said was before 95. So this is 94. So this is perfect. This is perfect. Okay. Uh, Kinsey's summary of a survey found 90% of men and 86% of women have had sex in the past year. 27% of men, 19% of women have had oral sex in the last year. 19% of women had oral sex in the year of 1994. Uh, I mean, I guess. What do you I'm think that is now? 75? Exactly. That's exactly what I would say. But it's a self reporting issue. You know this when it comes to these. But I think Social even by self-reporting, and, and part, you're right, the part of what's going on here is the uh, not the actual prevalence, but the cultural acceptability has changed. Yeah. But I mean, if if we're if we're if we agree that it went from 19% to 75%, yeah, then like some of it is has to be both. Uh, and I think that's true. But I don't think any of this precluded Nancy Reagan. Uh, You're saying as a Hollywood actress, she just would have had to have been in the 19%. Dude, she bagged Ronald Reagan. Like, I don't know. I really don't know if, like, historically people like our age and younger really understand what a big star Ronald Reagan was. I mean, he's in the Notre Dame movie. I mean, he was the equivalent of, like, a Brad Pitt or a George Clooney. Like, at his peak. And he became fucking president. Which is wild. There was an article uh, a couple of years ago that I read where someone was going through his presidential library, like all the archives and stuff. Yeah. And found. So he was in the primary in 76. Yeah, he lost, right? And Obviously. then so he spent the next four years. Like, surely that was an interesting four year period, right? 
Um, what do you do once you lose the primary to then go on to sweep things the way? Or I think that eighty wasn't like uh, overwhelming. It was eighty four that was his overwhelming election. Right? That sounds right. Um, but he won the presidency in eighty. What do you? How do you go from losing a primary to winning a presidency? Interesting time. Um, yeah, I mean, you routed the presidency. Maybe it was the nomination that was in eighty. Didn't he? I thought. See, he I think eighty four is whenever he. I mean, he was beating an incumbent, winning it all would have been considerable achievement uh yeah man he won by 10 percentage point dude they had iran in their back pocket yeah but 10 used to not be that big a deal i mean like it's unfathomable maybe you're right about that i don't know that's bigger than i thought if you'd asked me would i certainly would say a number under 10 um so i take your point but uh there's all kinds of letters of him corresponding with various conservative intellectuals. Oh, Buckley action? Yeah, yeah. Just all kinds of, you know, the, the smart movement people and just giving thoughtful responses that showed like a deep understanding of all the issues. And the guy very convincingly laid the trail that none of those were written by him. That he just had a, a staff of people who knew what someone who like it's not just that they weren't written by him, it's that he would have been incapable of writing them. Like that he himself was a guy who was basically just like an Islamophobe, you know? Like he's the, 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 he just would have never, if it had been his actual words, he would not have found a way to like have the tact to yeah. say those things because like his actual views were much more extreme. But they were like, well, that's obviously not going to win. So someone's got to act like this guy's not a raving lunatic. And we're going to convincingly do so. That's interesting because I feel like I always heard that he was like not really on board with like Falwell. Based on like not, not, not that's a poor way to put it. That he was not really like a, uh, a religious guy. <laughs> and then like he realized like, all right, this probably could work and they just took his campaign and were like all right moral yeah, majority I, yeah i don't Meanwhile, know he's getting i don't think I, i'm sure neckied. that some of his uh religious stuff was cynical but like the idea that there's <clears throat> a war for the soul of the country going on and that uh we're in real fear of losing it and this dangerous other is out there like i don't know exactly i i, I mean i i can't come up with it right now um, I feel like after I read this article, I would have been able to give you specifics, but it was a while ago, uh, of what the dangerous other was because he famously had, uh, pretty reasonable views on immigration. Um, I think it was, you know, more just like the left, you know, your yeah. communists, sure. etc. The cold war was still occurring. So plenty of that. Um, that, that's probably it. That Russian or Soviet communists are going to kill all of us, so we have to take extreme barbaric steps, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I wish Clooney would do like that. Iran Contra. What? That'd be awesome. What? Like if Clooney ran on like a Kenneth Copeland style platform, like ten years from now, that would, that would be surprising. <laughs> it would be surprising, but it's not that dissimilar. Mm-hmm. Like if the biggest star in Hollywood all of a sudden was like a raging political bigot and just like having to see conservatives be like, um, I kind of like him now. <laughs> Dude. Uh, like that's what Trump. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, I, you know, the thing about him that's a little bit different is like, he was thought of as like a smut pretty much by everybody, you know? Yeah. 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 Like he was, a. Uh, 
which is obviously why the White House dinner, the correspondence dinner with Obama is funny. I'm talking like a guy who's very highly thought of. And like, yeah, I think that's is, who Ronald Reagan was. See, I would bet. I, the thing but I don't I, know that, though. I just the thing I'm trying really to say, say that this article opened my eyes to is that it has been lost to history how much of a nut job he obviously was throughout the entire time. Yeah. Like, I, I think that he was, he had some real extreme view and just. I think my mom campaigned for him. Okay. In 80. Because the, you know, like one portrayal, like the. His his place in uh, Fargo season two is is interesting, right? And like the way that they portray him. I don't remember. Because uh, he's, um, what's the all their names are escaping me right now. Yeah, I mean it's been forever for me. So. Patrick Wilson is the name of the actor, right? The guy that plays the girl's dad. <laughs> you just better keep going, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, in the first season. You've got the uh, the the lady police officer who's yeah. putting everything together, right? Uh-huh. And then the second season, she's a child, and you have her father. Yeah, yeah, That's he's the off I'm the force. About. Yeah, yeah. In in the first season, he's off the force, but in the second season, yeah, it's it's in back in time, and he's on the force. That guy, who I think, is played by Patrick Wilson, but I could be wrong. Um, he's on Reagan's security detail for a second, like whenever he goes through uh, Minnesota. He's like giving him the uh, police car. Got whatever. it. I've seen this guy. Yeah. And so they they have like the scene of him giving a speech or whatever. And just that, I think in this in the show, he's, you know, I've, I've done reading about like what I think, I think that the showrunners gave some kind of like, this is what we're trying to do here. I don't know where I'm getting this from otherwise. Um, but definitely like it just, the show is about change. It's about the end of the seventies and the start of the eighties. Um, and how, you know, like a, a, a large upheaval in, in the country just to go from Jimmy Carter to Ronald Reagan was very Pretty emblematic wild. of that. Uh, it, a lot of things like that happening, you know, I mean, it just felt like shit was out of control with, uh, the thing, the various things like the facts of inflation and I mean, inflation is a boring topic, but everyone feels it in their lives. And you, whenever you can't afford bread than you could before, like it, it just feel, and your salary has been going up during that time. Uh, I'm sure that is a unique destabilizing force in uh, in your life. Um, and then to deal with that, the you know um, very extreme measures they took and oil embargo, whatnot, etc. And so like whatever i'm I'm way off down a thing i should have had much more to eat i can feel myself just fucking scatterbraining out i mean i can kind of hear it but i wasn't sure you can eat if you want you got any just food down here take a tea no all i've got is uh the Lacroix in the fridge uh you want one no i don't think it'll make a difference okay anyways you probably had a bunch of other topics put together you can just go back to your base offense but people had a uh there's this percept the way that Reagan is portrayed in the show as the ultimate leader, a steady hand, a guy who agree with his politics or disagree with his politics. He's uh understands the soul of America and is he's like America's dad. clearly. Um that kind of shit. Like obviously that has to come from somewhere, and I don't want to be entirely dismissive of the entire phenomenon. Uh, but uh, I, I think that it, it's really erasing a lot of substantial things by 
that being the the perception of him. That's the point I wanted to make. Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost like he was an actor. You're right. You're <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah, I remember thinking it was cool when my mom told me that in 80, just a couple few years out of high school, that she's like, you know, that's the first poster I had. Like, I campaigned for him, and I was like, oh, it wasn't cool. Black you, were involved, you were involved in politics. And then as I got older, I was like, when should I tell her about Contra? <laughs> I mean, hey, dude. I, I'm not sure she would have. On some level, I respect people cared believing all that much. in something, right? <clears throat> 29% of us don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Climbing. Um, no, the uh, when we were talking about... Um, I'm going to go ahead and bold out Nancy Reagan, Mexican pizza, and TC and Disney because we covered those three. Good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> whenever we were talking about Weinstein and the general phenomenon of you can't say anything, he's going to ruin your career. Yeah. Uh, I was, oh, Megan and I, well, we're going to the Fiesta Bowl. I don't know if I've told you that. I'm going you have. To the Fiesta Bowl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I sent the email to the group chat just to flex on everyone about And it works. I was very impressed. Um, and so we're, uh, we're staying at a hotel in Scottsdale, uh, where I was, it looked like an interesting hotel. So I was just doing some Googling to find out if it had any history. And, uh, in fact it does. It is the place where, uh, Robert Wagner and Natalie Wood had their wedding reception. And so I was just thinking about Natalie Wood, right? Yeah. And so I was looking at her Wikipedia page to see if it could give me any uh, insight. I remember that there was a famous person also on board the boat that she fell off of whenever her husband pushed her off of it. Yeah. Do you remember who it was? No. I've heard this on Reddit. Walken. Oh, okay. And I, I have heard that. I looked on YouTube that. and there's a... Like just a regular, I, I just love old AP file footage of stuff. Like if you go and Google or just YouTube any like major story, like a, the Long Island Lolita, what was her name? Amy Fisher. Okay, yeah. If you just go type Amy Fisher in YouTube. A lot of in and out of the courtroom shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just stuff like that. Or like uh, the prosecutor's press conference. And just press conferences of public officials in the early 1990s or like any time that's 20 years ago or more, it's it's insane. Just life mm -hmm. changes so much more than we think that it does. Because whenever we imagine that press conference, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen a it's fucking a press, press conference, conference before. Yeah. I'm sure it was just like we do now. And uh, in some ways it is and in some ways it isn't. And it's really fascinating to see that. Do you know uh, Robert Wagner's still alive? Yeah, because he's in. Uh, I was telling Jorts about some of this, and and uh, he recommended that we watch the uh, the Natalie Wood documentary, and Robert Wagner's in it. Wow, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> See, why do you want to talk to me? I was like, the end of the story is that I fell asleep. Okay, and so I I saw like a third of the documentary, but in the, it's it's put together by Natalie Wood's daughter. So the beginning of it is just her and him talking and being like, so what'd you like about mom? Oh. And I was told that it, at a certain point it turns, but I... <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah, there's a <laughs> I couple key events we have to cover here to get away from the pleasantries. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to watch that at a, a later time when I am, am in fact, awake. 
But uh, so I was going to her Wikipedia page. Oh, and just the the file footage thing to close that loop. Um, there's a file footage of Christopher Walken like talking to just a classic like junket interview for the movie they made. I think because they continue, they put out the movie that they were making. Oh, yeah, it's all in the can. <laughs> I don't think it all was, but enough that they were like, hey, we don't want to take a loss on this. And to honor her. Yeah, yeah. She would have wanted us to make money. Definitely. Um, and so, uh, I think it's in promotion of that or something, but someone's asking him some questions about it, you know, and, uh, it's, he's not, he's giving canned answers, but I, the most you're going to get is what you can draw from just kind of watching his face and studies have shown that's totally meaningless. And I, I buy that, but I would still encourage everyone to go through the exercise and see how you feel watching Christopher Walken be asked, like, so you were there, huh? What happened? No way that's the only time he's been present for a murder, though. You might be right. No and way. Just to think about the possibility of him and Wagner, like, you know, getting together, like, you know, they're locking each other, arms around each other, you know, like, hey, fuck it, like huddling up. You yeah. Know? Um, and like, listen, if we stick to the same story... We didn't see shit. You and me are going to be in movies for the next 30 fucking years. Yeah. You say one goddamn thing wrong, that disappears. Stick to the fucking plan. And then they just did. Yeah. They were right. Everyone was just like, well, I'm unclear. I guess we can just keep on putting them in movies. I Who the fuck knows if Christopher Walken had anything to do with it, saw anything, you know, or if anything happened. It's possible for people to fall off boats. I mean, like... You but Ghislaine's dead. <laughs> that's that's also what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about that. Just any kind of boating accidents. I've been trying to get up to speed on what I think here. And with with all of them, you're, you're left with it's it's a great excuse if you're looking to kill someone. Saying they fell off a boat is mwah, much better than uh, trying to claim they hung themselves in a jail cell that was constantly being monitored. Yeah, that one does it. That's that one's going to leave a lot of clues there. Yeah. Uh, fell off a boat. Easy. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so did anything happen? Well, I mean, she did die. But uh, Christopher Walken, we don't know if he knows. But And she got married at the hotel you're staying at. That's right. That's right. One of the two times <clears throat> that she married Robert Wagner. I think it was the first one. Um, and so on the page right before death, you never want to have either of these things on your Wikipedia page. Cause like, if you just die a normal way, does it even have a death section? Uh, sometimes it does, but it will be one sentence. Yeah. Like I do this a Jake lot. Jake had with, cancer. Yeah, exactly. Passed away from heart failure. But that's, no it just says that. But so one section says death. The uh, section immediately before that says alleged rape. No, and you don't have one of those unless you had one of those. <laughs> like, you just don't want it. with death, yeah. Um, and uh, it's her sister wrote a book and a podcast and a lot of, lot of things. Um, and uh, the sister recalls being like in the car like that it was her it was natalie wood natalie wood's sister and natalie wood's mother in a car and she had met the natalie wood's mother i think had met an actor and wanted to introduce her 
and you know, thought that this would be big for her career. You know? She's 18, I think. Um, oh, shit. It says she's 16. Ugh. That's an important two years. All right. I just want to be clear that when we're talking about rape, I actually don't find those to be an important two years, and I find it to be pretty objectionable and heinous, regardless of whether or not there were, ostensibly in this case, as few as 13 months difference in the age of what Saying you were- it was bad when it was 16 is not me saying it's great when it's 18. But you did- Unfair. <laughs> important two years, I say, In no the eyes of matter. the law- <laughs> By the the agreed upon rules of the country that we both lived in this whole time, it's the big fucking couple of years. I think it's a big couple of years with consent. (laughs) I think with rape. I agree. We all know that we're not supposed to rape, but they're really serious about those other ones. So I think you're crossing an... You're crossing a set of lines regardless. It's different. You're adding another line on there. It's different. I don't know if it's as different as you react to <laughs> It's different and it's bad is the takeaway. But so... Uh, bad, bad. Yeah, the, she gets dropped off to hotel room and then the sister that's giving this account um, just describes, you know, like whatever she got back into the car that she was lifeless, you know, just like fucking everything was gone. Uh, the sort of symptoms you see from people that that happened to. Yeah, you just total shock. And I think that this was even like, uh, I mean, I don't want to make this uh, difficult to listen to or more than it needs to be or anything, but just like, like I think she was injured to some extent. And like, the, just that's how violent it was. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2021, whenever uh, Lana Wood published her book, uh, the accused assailant. So this story that this had happened has been going on. Um, 2001 biography of Natalie Wood was the first time this came up. And the whole time they've just been like, it was someone and it's a big name. It'll shock you, but we're not going to say it. And then whenever he died, they published the name. Kirk Douglas is the accused rapist of, of Natalie Wood. And that was happened in like yeah, the book came out in 2021 so it's not like it it happened a long time ago and i just missed that headline or i saw that headline and forgot about it it was this year i didn't hear anything about this until no i read this wikipedia page because i'm going to the hotel where her, she and her husband had the reception yeah that might be a i don't know if people really care about kirk douglas but there's probably enough people right I mean, he's, he's been out of the game a long time. I mean, just the fact that uh, Michael is doing so much for him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and he had a statement on it. I'm trying to give me a second. Michael Douglas did? Yeah. Someone asked for a comment. Uh, I want to get the exact. What do you got going on? Uh, I was just going to tell you that sometimes I uh, mistakenly think that Kurt Russell's Kurt Douglas. <laughs> I know. Yeah. that's I mean, that, Before whatever you thought I was Googling China, I was going to make sure which of those two it was because I knew that I was going to fuck it up. Can I give you another one? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I confuse Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because just now I was control effing Michael Douglas's page for Emilio. And I'm like, man, that's not the same guy at all. I was about to pose a very funny scene 
uh, scenario to you just by wondering what Emilio Estevez and Catherine Zeta-Jones' relationship is like. Mm-hmm. That would have fell flat, though, because they've likely never met. Well, they probably have met. I don't. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But it's not a certainty since they're not in any way related. Yes. yes because Martin yes. Sheen, Michael Douglas, different people. Uh-huh. Kirk Douglas, Kurt Russell, also different people. Uh-huh. These are... The facts are coming at us fast today, <laughs> folks. <laughs> but we're learning a lot. <laughs> Just trying to stay abreast of the situation. Yeah, no, here, here's the full, the full response. You know, your dad, uh, whatever. I, I don't even want to like... Uh, present this as like what a piece of shit because that's not how i feel i'm just kind i don't of even like, know how, where you would begin but yeah yeah he he was asked for a statement he issued a statement through his publicist here's the statement may they both rest in peace honestly i don't hate it i agree with it yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's what are you gonna say it's a beautiful sentiment yeah i i think you just you just leave that one alone I you want just say nothing for them or now. you say that you don't you don't go on the offense. Jesus, no. You don't. Oh, you're trying to, you know, but this slander my dead father's good name. This you don't doesn't do give it up either. You know, he's not like, yeah, we knew dad was a big time rapist. Yeah. He's just like, may they both rest in peace. That's going to fuck me up all day that Michael Douglas is not Emilio Estevez's dad. <laughs> this is worse than the Brittany Murphy Tara Reid thing. <laughs> Speaking of HBO documentaries, I've been meaning to watch. What are we? It's a, there's a uh, there's a Brittany Murphy documentary, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like if we were good at what we're doing, we would have done a review of it the second it came out. Football season, bro. I'm inching closer to the end of Succession season two. Okay. Uh, season two, Jesus Christ! I was gonna see if you'd really put pedal to the metal and we're ready to talk about the finale of three. I average one episode a week. What? Okay. I'm getting caught up. Yeah, you just you're not in our anywhere near our stratosphere i know we but, chewed through that bad boy. but we are going on vacation the week after christmas with nora so we'll have some nights but i i, I literally in part watch, of the show takes place in uh new mexico i watch one i can get one episode of tv in a week and it drives my wife insane but those tonight, rich slime balls love new mexico tonight oh dude epstein was had his cum farm there absolutely yeah yeah uh i'm sure it was a total coincidence that they appear to have some of the less restrictive age of consent laws do they still i guess so i don't know well boy i certainly hope when i google this it's not really highlighted purple (laughs) (laughs) age of consent (laughs) (laughs) oh last visited this page yeah i'm I'm, I'm happy to know i'm happy to let you know that i don't know the answer clippy just jumps out he's like i got it let me take care of the rest of this for you here (laughs) yeah i don't know uh the mexico definitely always gave me a weird vibe but i always liked it not having nothing to do with that consent thing Mm -hmm. i ever tell you yeah no i like it yeah we uh i think your trip is a great idea yeah, when you, a, when you said it, I was like, "That's a great." It's idea. a little they're bit of a bummer because we can't fun time. We can't ski because like the mountain legally will not take your kid for any amount of time during the day if they're under three, and we're going to be a few weeks shy of that. So I would have loved to get a couple days, but it's fine. There's plenty of, of stuff to do. Yeah, without skiing, but like, uh, man, this is I've probably told you this many many years ago. Uh, Ski TikTok's been blowing up. Really? What's the really good pow out there? Really. 
I presume so. I hadn't received any ski videos whatsoever, but now I get several a day. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. I've noticed. You know that. The group chat, I've noticed. Uh, I spend and a lot of time. And that's like one one thousandth I know. of what I want to That's send. how I'm extrapolating it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing the cross multiply. Yeah. Uh, it's a great app. I've just been watching that scene from what I guess is uh, the newsroom about Osama bin Laden over and over and over. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's my TikTok. It's just the same <laughs> video plays time and time again because it's the it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Whenever you zoom, you just you the, the camera work to be like, oh, he's wearing pilot's lapels. I have to respect him. Like I almost I wish we could watch the clip. It has like a close shot of his pin, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, both shoulders. <laughs> I wish we could watch the clip, but I don't want to go through it. If you you need to see it if you haven't seen it. Um, oh, I've seen it. I'm talking to the audience. <laughs> so somebody replied to because uh, Aaron Sorkin like posted something on social media about the guy who plays Kendall. There's a profile written by well, he uh, didn't fire Joe it. Morgan, right? Jessica Chastain posted a letter from Aaron Sorkin about <laughs> about Jeremy this. Strong. I think is his name. Yes, that's correct. Uh, refuting some quotes that Michael used to run fire Joe Morgan and wrote Parks and Rec or something. It's just a fucking lot going on. There's only 20 people in the world. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that uh, he was the one that wrote it. I haven't read it. I I just saw the... What's his name? um, Michael Schur. He's on your GBL list. So someone else, ironically, you know, uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, Sorkin doesn't have social media, so he asked me to post this on his behalf, and it's just this two-minute clip that is the most perfect neoliberal content Mm -hmm. that has Mm -hmm. ever existed. And in the clip, so they're on the plane, blah, blah, blah. You can watch it yourself. Uh, they're trying to figure out what the hubbub is. And uh, somebody's like looking at their phone and they're like, is there a terrorist attack? And someone's like, I heard that uh, there was a terrorist attack. And someone else looks at their phone and says, I got an email saying we're at war with Libya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this reply. Because that, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> so someone replied to the clip and says, quote, I it got it. from Rich Phillips. They don't I, say that, but that's it's right. true. Someone replied to the clip. And uh, just says, "quote I got an email saying we're at war with Libya," and this one, this woman replied with this from Libya at Libya Subject: We are at war. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always happening. I've you know? been laughing about that all week, but no, it was, my New Mexico thing was just so my uh, my stepmom, her family was like old Fort Worth money. And they Old had a ca- New Mexico money. They had a cabin in Rio Dosa. Mm-hmm. It was like their family retreat almost. It was very small, modest, but it was a cabin in New Mexico. And, New uh, Mexico. And New Mexico. The second Mexico. And uh, like if you've been skiing anywhere in Colorado, especially like in the past five years since they've had like RFID, or if you've been like we went to Utah, we've been to, uh, to uh, Whistler Black Home. Dude, the first few times I went skiing in New Mexico – it's on, I don't know if it's on a reservation, but it's run by natives. Okay. And I don't know if they have like different um, indemnification laws or like liability situation, but it was night and fucking day, dude. First of all, the lifts looked like they hadn't been serv- serviced in forever. And if you fell trying to get on, you just fell. They just kept running it. They were very – come on. Come on. They wanted as many people getting on and up. If somebody so much as like stumbles 
in like Steamboat or Park Cities, you might as well shut that shit down for like 10 minutes because they're so worried about it. Like, yeah, it was just an entire mountain staffed by the way I remember it, like older native men, and they had no time for your bullshit. Sounds better. It it was definitely faster. (laughs) I don't know if it was safer, but it was definitely faster. It sounds like there's no way that it was. Yeah, it definitely was not safer. Anyways. Yeah, I've been trying to find it, but someone had a response to the Jeremy Strong article um, that was mainly uh, just being upset that when they found out that it wasn't the wrestler. They didn't know who Jeremy Strong was when they heard the name, they assumed. It. That he was... That he, that he was uh, Must have been a wrestler. Uh, Mickey Rourke's character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, actually timely. A guy just sent me this because I said it uh, on the air today too. This guy says, FYI, me, Ronald Reagan was never the leading man in Hollywood. He was a tier two B-movie actor. Democrats mocked him for being less than a huge star. They're See, f- I think that your mom is uh, overrated. Like, you know, we are all, like, I'm sure that you were told that he was, but I, but I, don't also, think I, but also I don't know. I didn't get that from her. She was fired up about the policies. I'm sure, but just the general sense that Ronald Reagan was the Brad Pitt of his time. Yeah. was settling into your household. But the honest truth is I wasn't around back then. I don't have any fucking idea. This guy says, uh, let me pull this back up. He says, uh, Democrats mocked him for being less than a huge star. Boy, gotcha. Though they know, they really know the Burns. Their favorite work of his for mockery was Bedtime for Bonzo. His co-star was a primate. <laughs> <laughs> so he might be more talking about like a Matthew LeBlanc type situation here. That was, uh, <laughs> that, that phrase was said to me daily until I was sent away probably. Bedtime for Bozo? For Bonzo. Oh, for Bonzo? Like yeah, your parents yeah. were familiar with the movie? Uh, yes. Dad mainly. Okay. Dad was a big fan, like, you know, to this day, he listens, so he's going to hear this, and hopefully he knows that I love him. Um, His idea, like, if he just, like, says the name of a title of something, like, that's a joke. Like, that counts as joke. Put that one on the board. That was the name of a movie. I get, I get, I'm the funny guy. I get credit for that one. Oh, dude, you know my dad's absolutely in the same vein. He is a funny guy. I like my dad a lot. Yeah. Um, I especially like it like well, it doesn't matter do while that. we're in the general area of uh things my dad does i'm sure you did segments about it but i i would love to hear about your uh your marathon experience uh i mean if so it, what are you thinking about as you're doing all that running not much i mean i pretty much zone out man i had uh saved the white elephant day afternoon show and then i i cut it down and put it in dropbox and uh, I heard – I got through like two-thirds of that. But I was also like mixing it up. Like I do like 30 minutes of ticket, 30 minutes of music, 15, whatever, just switch it up. Um, I wasn't running that fast. So I think if I was like really trying to bust my ass, that I would have probably – I don't even know where I'm going with that. Like probably would have gone straight music. But I guess for me it was just kind of like I was just out there. It was just yeah. like, it's weird. It's just like it, it I don't know. It wasn't like I was like dying. I mean it's definitely it was definitely your first one, right? Your oh, first yeah. half marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd I, never run more than up until like maybe a month ago, I'd never run more than like five miles, or at least not since like high school. 
I just don't like doing it. I would think that uh, if you were inclined to try again in like two weeks, you could probably run a much faster time just having an idea of like, you know, whether or not, like was there some left in the tank at the end? Yeah, actually my every quarter, my pace got faster. Yeah. And at the end, there was a weird situation. Last 10 minutes, phone died. Okay. So the part where you're like, oh, I'm going to keep on going. I don't know. I was at 100%, but I guess running my music and Dropbox and the Whoop app uh, for tracking, it just died. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I wanted to sprint, which I cannot do in silence because I can hear myself. <laughs> That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, it's cool. Like, a little bit of a weird thing about me. I have like, uh, and this is very, very hypocritical because I have a pool and like a nice house, but I like it ever since I was like a little kid, like I feel like the thing that motivates me more than anything else is like hate and anger. Mm, mm -hmm. Like that's why the only reason I liked playing football was because, not a big reason, was because it was like, you know, it's a game where getting pissed off can actually like help you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Basketball, it's not going to help that much. And, like, running through neighborhoods of, like, multi-million dollar homes, like, just it fucking infuriates me. So I was like, I felt good. Why do they need all that? And then, you know, there's, like, it's you, fun scene you couldn't be if you're a normal person. But, like, if, you know, when you see people, like, with bullhorns on their balcony, like, you know, with cocktails and champagne and stuff, like, they're just having fun out there. They're partying. A normal person would be like, this is a festive scene. For me, I was like, I'm finishing, you know, ostensibly to prove these people wrong. About what? I don't really know. They're going to know, though, once I cross that line. Yeah, this a was real all, repudiation. And I, it's a sick, uh, disgusting way to go through life. But that actually made me feel better. Um, more motivated, I guess. I think it's weird that people drink during it. I find that to be an interesting. Like the runners? Dude, people are handing out shots. People are stopping and shotgunning beers. I'm hmm. like, man, that's, I don't know. It's not something I could do. I wasn't familiar with that. I mean, I know they got like the, uh, I just, I figured there was water in the cups. Gatorade, maybe. This is not being supplied by the marathon. Oh, okay. This is like there are people with tables set up on their front lawn. I saw a ton, probably five different spots where people were handing out jello shots, literal stacks of fireball shots, people handing over bottles of booze. I mean, I don't know, pandemic or not, I think swigging a, bottle of whiskey on someone's front lawn that's open seems dicey but yeah uh i saw aids in it i saw a woman who was at least 50 like completely chug a beer in like two seconds mid-run just popped it open and finished it sounds like a A lot of bits shit tons of bits i wasn't like totally hip to the fact that that's like a big part of it oh yeah costumes and fucking green man and you know a lot of ted lasso lot of ted lasso a lot of ted lasso but overall it's just cool to see you know it's interesting like ted lasso fans are a good uh like what we were talking about earlier about how christians are walking around the dominant thing but like still feel so defensive about everything yeah ted lasso yeah it's like the number one most popular whatever but they're everyone is just always so like yeah yeah they're evangelical and defensive about a show that's won every won every emmy what more would what more do you want 
Yeah. You need, you need literally every person on earth to like it. I can't just sit over here and not like it. You feel threatened by that? The last thing I'll say about it is something I think you would think is cool because, like, again, I don't like running distance. I'll, I like running sprints or running intervals, but Will I don't you like, ever do another one? I'll do this one every year. If Hawkeye asks. I'll do the half every year. What if Hawkeye that doesn't I, ask? That I, that I can do it, I will do it. Because you can, you can get yourself in shape for a half, I think. I could have used probably another week, but overall, it's not that big of a deal. I could do a half. Yeah. You could eventually. I know I couldn't. No, I'm kidding. With a small amount of commitment, you could. Very small. To. I know. But it's it, the, the last thing is just when I was running distance uh, to get ready, I was doing it on a track. Because that was easy for me to just be like, all right, there's nobody out here. I don't have to like figure out a route. I don't have to worry about traffic. I don't have to worry about stoplights. I just want to see what my lungs and my knees can handle for five, seven, eight miles, and then 10 miles. But what's weird is that, and especially for me, because I don't really drive around Dallas that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like even when I lived here, I was only in the neighborhood where I was living and then I would go to work. That's it. And now that I just work there, I get right back on the freeway and I leave. I really don't spend that much time over here at all anymore. And it's kind of weird. I think of where we are right now is like really far from work. Because I like typically get on a freeway to get here. Like the tollway. <laughs> or even like if you're, uh, you know, the fact that you're covering so much of a different parts of Dallas and you're like on foot is very cool. Like, yeah, I it would think that's great. It, yeah, and that's why the full would be great is you can do the whole lake, which is like a complete other topography. But I remember yeah, looking at the, the map for and being anyone like, who did not study the map this weekend, the there's pretty much like two loops, right? There's yeah. the the half just does you know start at uh, you go in from City Hall. What's the farthest north? Probably like Mockingbird is the farthest north you get. Yeah, the turn is at seventy five and close to Mockingbird. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, and then you go down Greenville. Yeah, the um, whole way. And then, you know, what is it like Ross back or whatever? You eventually go through Uptown. Coming back? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That's tight. Because I, um, I passed Clutch. But yeah, just all of your, you know, your your big, the, the your, your classic Dallas elements. You, you hit up all of them on the thing. But then that's the half marathon route. The full marathon route is just that you go, you you keep with the half marathon route until you're near white rock and then you run all the way around white rock and then you come back yeah which is obviously that would be an entire other deal um but yeah like you're going like you go through turtle creek you go through uh you know all through you know highland park and then you know the greenville stretch the swiss stretch through downtown again it's just in my mind, those places are all very far apart from each other. And I remember when I first looked at the map, I was like, no fucking way. I can because that's really only a six and a half mile run before mm-hmm. you're all the, you're coming back. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I get the appeal, but I also have zero intention to ever spend all of my time in a workout in like a month or two months or three months running. Yeah. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. So respect to people to do it, but yeah, was it great? I mean, I guess if you did the track thing, then whatever. But I, I just would have thought it's so awesome to just be able to run in the street the whole time. It's pretty cool. It's definitely pretty cool, especially in the neighborhoods. You would think it might be cooler like in more urban areas, but the neighborhoods are cool. 
Yeah. Because you can yeah, like, no, actually I mean, stop and look without worried, being worried about getting hit by a car. Not stop, but as you run, you can take it in. And, and that's as clipped. much as like uh, I don't get physical activity. Um, the idea of being able to do some of these, like the various routes, the Boston Marathon one is not, I mean, it's, it's good, but it, you, you can tell like, because I, I think the Boston Marathon was first, like in the phenomenon of marathoning. And just people like in the tradition of it is an important thing. So they just keep that route and it's not bad. Uh, and like, there's things that are built up around it, you know, and like there's the specific like crowd bits, um, that have been done for decades and, and shit like that. Um, but like the, the New York one is there's in, yeah it's so fucking cool in the chicago like just the various things that you're going like things that you know well that you've seen in movies a million times that are like you know the the best parts of america to be able to like just run through the is part of like this thing where they're they're clearing the streets so that you can have this enjoyable jog through you know like i'd love to do awesome it would seem really cool like your your brother and your dad have done to do it in another country yeah um and I, you yeah know, the berlin no one's, one was fucking no one's great. doing that for a, you know, that would be like the biggest douchebag move of all time yeah i did a half i'm heading over to berlin i'm headed to beijing for the half <laughs> <laughs> like a 13 hour flight <laughs> yeah. that would be awesome i don't know it would be fun you would like it though yeah, no, I I don't know how much uh, people have just the topography of, or the layout of Berlin uh, chiseled into their heads, but there's there is a large central park, and uh, you know it just starts off going through that. Saw a guy uh, run off the course and piss uh, just in, in this park. I was happy with myself for that because I hyd I hydrated quite a bit and I didn't pee once. That's like, good. That's we're, good. We're like three miles in, and the first porta potties I came up on were like. 10 deep and there were like a dozen of them i was like what is wrong with you yeah people? it was at the start that i saw this guy piss it had <laughs> to just be like in the corral he was started feeling it a little jittery yeah um no we uh just for both you and my dad yeah you know this because you were there we uh we were just it came by two blocks of the house so we went and stood out there and yeah there was a guy that uh just like was running and just peeled off and went to the 7-eleven there yeah, I wondered about that. Like, what if you wanted to just, you know, hop in? I guess you're just not concerned about time. Yeah. Because I did, I was like, man, I'm hungry. But then I knew I would throw up. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't get to do that. That's the thing is Cowboys were at noon. So I didn't get to do like any post-race stuff at all. Mm -hmm. I literally ran through the finish line, basically kept walking to find Kristen's car. And she drove me to the station. And then I was there for the next six hours. And people were partying. And like, there was a bunch of food and music. And I'm like. Yeah. Not today. Yeah, Not no, today, continue Neil. to be in that city, like whatever it's a big one like that. Yeah. And just every like thing you got you know, the dad and Daniel wear the uh the medals all day and they got the Oh, the my dad cheer. was definitely the same way. Whatever yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. And you pound uh, beers afterwards. It's great. All right. Well, uh you want to tease anything for Patreon? I'm gonna put No. <laughs> what we'll about see. this made you thought we'll, I prepared for we'll today? See. We'll see you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.